Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. In the business world, relationship marketing is often overlooked. When it's embraced, it can change the trajectory of your business if you know how to harness the power of it. That's what I discuss with Jason Abrahams, a fractional CMO, growth strategist, and founder of Next Play Marketing. He provides fractional marketing leadership to emerging and mid-market companies that need help developing and leading strategies to achieve sustainable growth by aligning marketing with sales and business development efforts. In this episode, we discuss how to create successful relationship marketing campaigns, how to balance nurturing existing relationships with creating new ones, how to get more referrals and other golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, Jason. I appreciate you making the time. Great to be here. Uh, excited to to talk with you again and and uh, talk to your your listeners. I love to jump right in. We were talking about marketing, and I, and what we were talking about was a little bit about forget about SEO ads and all that stuff. Let's focus on relationship marketing. How did you discover relationship marketing, and what's the story behind that? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, my my background started in business development and sales, and moved quickly into marketing, both agency side and client side. And and when you take a a frame of reference of marketing and thinking about business development and sales, you start thinking about well, is it is it business development or is it, or is it relationship marketing? And I think that that's, that's where it kind of all stemmed from is, is there really a difference? And, and in my head, there, there really isn't. It, it can live on either side of the lane and, and in, in optimal businesses, there really shouldn't be a lane. It, it's all one growth strategy. It's all one growth department and marketing, sales, business development all have to be working hand in hand to be able to reach growth goals and, and, and to, to scale a business. And so when I, when I think about relationship marketing, I'm thinking about all of those things working, working hand in hand and really tapping into nurturing and influencing both people who know you and those who don't know you. And I know it ties into the name of your company, Next Play Marketing. Could you explain that a little bit more, speak to that? what it really means. Yeah. So the, the, the term next play uh, is really been, has been coined or used most frequently by, by coach K at Duke university. Uh, And, and he's always kind of framed, framed it up as whatever you've done already is not nearly as important what you're going to do next. And I, and I think that that philosophy works both in sports uh, and in business you know, and, and, the, and so I take that next play philosophy and, and, and think about it from a continuous growth and long-term success perspective. And, you know, businesses have to ride the trends. They have to stay ahead of the market. They have to control their own future by focusing on the next play, what's next. Uh, you know, whether it's the next opportunity, the next idea, the next breakthrough, the next relationship. Uh, and, and so, all of those conversations, all of those relationships that you already have, if you're not, again, nurturing them, if you're not continuing to build on those relationships and stay top of mind, 
then then what what you've already built is going to be forgotten. And so so that's really you know from a relational marketing perspective, you know that's that's really thinking about the then the next play. When's when's the next time we're going to talk? You know, every time I end a meeting, I'm always thinking about okay, when is the next time that I'm going to be connecting uh, with you, Mark, or with someone else that I'm speaking to? Because one time speaking, one one-on-one, one business meeting is is not going to necessarily lead to a referral, lead to business, lead to whatever outcome we want out of this relationship. So how do you move it beyond that? You have one, because I know I fall into the one and done trap and it's been pointed out to me by friends, like that's great, you're having a hundred conversations, but they're really one-off conversations. How can you build a one-shot conversation and start forming a relationship? So there's there's obviously a lot of ways. I mean, one, um, I've got you know great mentors and people that I that I network with who are who are really good at you know every time we end a meeting we're always scheduling the next meeting. You know that's that's one way you know to do it. But your 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 calendar is always going to be full of meetings, and it's it's a hard thing when you've got you know a network of hundreds of people or, or maybe even thousands of people that you're trying to continue to build relationships with. Um, so, you know, then we have to look at how does relationship marketing or marketing fit into the, the, the gap between when we can be speaking one-on-one for instance. Um, and, and so nurturing your personal and your business relationships through an online presence is important through creation of good quality content, uh, you know, information sharing, things that can happen to fill that gap between times that we're, we're speaking. Uh, you know, I think that there's uh, referral sources in your relationships that you're building have many choices in today's market. You're, you're not the only person that I'm talking to that, that does what you do. Uh, you know, th- there's, I'm, I'm out there networking and there's, you know, 10, 15, 25, 50 other people who do, you know, fractional marketing or do fractional op- chief operating officer or, or whatever it may be that, you know, of why we're connected. And so as strong as your relationships may be, people's allegiances and motivations always ebb and mm-hmm. flow. And, and I think that there's, there's something to be said about this driving top of mind awareness that can keep you high on their list, keep you thinking about them. So while they're out there networking and building relationships, they're still thinking about you, for instance, or your business and, and can be saying, oh yeah, I, I, I saw that LinkedIn post last week from, uh, from Mark. And, uh, you know, now I'm talking with someone that would probably be a really good introduction for him. And so because, because I saw your LinkedIn post, I'm thinking about you, you're in my mind and that, that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing that goes about it, you know, that, that online presence and that relationship marketing that goes beyond just our one-on-one conversations is that referral sources and, and, and relationships really want uh, safe choices, right? They're, their personal reputation is always at risk when making a referral or making an introduction. And so their comfort level has to be uh, 
at a level where, hey, I trust you, I know you, uh, you're validated. If someone goes and checks out your LinkedIn profile or goes on your website, you look credible, right? Your, mm-hmm. your online presence matches your offline presence. And, and I think that that's critical. The, the consistency, the cohesiveness of your brand is critical. So, so referrals and, and people in your network can feel comfortable uh, connecting you. Well, I like something else that we spoke about uh, with this. Once you start nurturing relationships and adding people to, you know, Rolodex, LinkedIn, whatever you want to call it, you had mentioned that the next level of growth is in your Rolodex right now. You're just not nurturing the relationships the right way. Is that for referral sources too, or what is it? What speak a little bit more to that? I think that that that, that next level of growth, both from a referral standpoint and from direct business is it's already in your Rolodex. It's already in your, your database. You know, many of the clients that I work with, oftentimes we're, we're struggling with business growth uh, and, and they primarily relied on their own personal or professional network to generate referrals to grow their business. Mm-hmm. And that type of business growth and strategy is, is good but it's not great. And it doesn't necessarily always lead to the level of growth that they want or need to be able to scale. Uh, in a lot of cases, it has, you know, it's the age old, and we've talked about this, is the age old, you know, what happens if the business owner gets hit by a bus? If all of the sales, all of the relationships, all of the pipeline opportunities are driven by the business owner and the business owner's relationships, then the, the valuation of the company is not as great as it could be. And so building a sales and marketing machine behind that business owner to drive leads, build awareness, generate uh, credibility in the marketplace is, is essential, but you don't have to build a sales and marketing machine that's necessarily talking to cold leads, people who have never heard of you before. If you start nurturing the people that are already in your database by, again, creating good quality content, posting on LinkedIn and social media, sending out uh, an email newsletter on a a monthly or bi-monthly basis that stays top of mind, positions you well, makes you look credible, then you're going to get more referrals from those people who already know you. You're going to get more hand raisers from people in your database saying, hey, I, I saw you do X, Y, and Z. I didn't know you did that, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. that's, that's a lot of cases. They, relationships are built and sometimes in a lane, right? Uh, I know you because of X and, and therefore you do that and that only. Sometimes they don't know that you do 10 other things really well on top of that. And by nurturing them, by giving them good quality content, by showing them case study success stories, the things that you and I as as marketers and people who do this day in and day out, you know, we we know it, live it, breathe it, Mm -hmm. but business owners and other people don't necessarily think about it, that the, the value of a of a case study or a success story or testimonial or a good quality piece of content that can uh, position you well in the marketplace. Uh, you know, that's, 
that's not necessarily something that's thought about consistently by business owners. But if they can be doing that, if they can put their, again, you know, put their offline credibility and reputation on paper or on the web, you know, that, that gives them an opportunity to, again, fill that gap, uh, stay top of mind and get more hand raisers from their network. Well, this is something that I find interesting. How do you balance the people that know, like, and trust you with meeting new people to create new relationships, whether it's a percentage or something else, how do you balance that? Cause there's the old adage of, you never know, you know, who the other person knows. And at the same time, you don't want the no like, and trust group to be stagnant and stale. How do you balance no like, and trust with new meeting new people? Yeah. I, I, it's not necessarily a 50, 50 balance or 60, 40, 80, 20. I think that, you know, every, Every business, every business owner, every uh, business development, you know, executive is it's going to be slightly different, but maybe based on how many people are in their their network that know, like, and 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 are willing to share, you know, share their information, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but to, you know, this this idea of Rolodex marketing or database marketing, relationship marketing, it's a I see it as a reliable way to jumpstart. Your company, you know, jumpstart your sales and marketing, uh, but it, as you just kind of suggested, it will fail to sustain momentum. You right. only have so much time in the day uh, to to be networking, to be talking to people, to be building relationships. When you're also, in most cases, owner operator type mentality, you're also running the business. You're doing a lot of the work. Um, you know, your full time job is not necessarily just building relationships and bringing in sales. For some people it is, um, but even, even there, you know, marketing has a, a place to support from, a, from an intelligence and, you know, get fill perspective. Uh, talk a lot about sales enablement, right? How does marketing enable sales to be more efficient, more effective in what they're doing? Um, but you know, your, your contacts, your relationships are, are likely a diminishing asset in terms of business development. There's not al- there, there's not always going to be opportunities for for you to refer business to me, right? Yeah. Uh, if you have enough relationships, it can help fill you know fill a pipeline or keep a pipeline full to some extent. Um, but you know the, those relationships are going to ebb and flow. The opportunity for referrals um, or introductions are going to ebb and flow. And, and so marketing to your existing context, your existing database always makes sense mm-hmm. as, a, as a means to maintain awareness, encourage engagement, encourage referrals and introductions, but limiting your marketing strategy to, to that existing database also um, is, is a bit short-sighted, right? And, and, and so you always need to be adding new people to that database, whether whether you're going out and building building that database through network marketing and uh, and or you know through ad campaigns and and other marketing strategies that can support that growth. Well, you just said it, one of the things that you should do is encourage referrals and introductions. How do you in in air quotes encourage them without being too salesy? Yeah. Interestingly enough, 
I find that most people are afraid to ask the hard but easy question, which is, hey, I'm, I'm looking to meet XYZ type people. Do you have anyone you can introduce me to? Or can or or I saw you're connected to so and so. Can you make that introduction? Right. They I think a lot of people are hesitant to ask those questions. And if you have a good relationship, you, those questions, it, it shouldn't be um, hard to ask. Right. Mm -hmm. So so in a lot of cases, the first step is just asking, asking for referrals. Uh, you know, start with start with existing clients. Hey, I know we've done we've done great work with you for you. Do you know anyone in your in your network that could benefit from my services or from or from you know my product or my solutions, right? Mm -hmm. By asking those questions from people who already know, like, and trust you, right? Then you know that's that's kind of step step one. Okay. You know, step two, I think, is you know, again, that that top of mind. Um, top of mind marketing and, and, and engagement by engaging them, they're going to be thinking about you more. And, and it's just going to become natural for them to be thinking about you and, and, and providing those types of introductions. But again, I think that the, the, the number one thing is don't be afraid to ask. Don't be yeah. afraid to ask for referrals. Don't be afraid to, you know, be very specific in terms of, who you're trying to reach, who you, who, who's your best fit, uh, in terms of introductions, uh, both, you know, again, you and I network a lot together, right. We talk not only about those, those direct connections who can be potential clients, but also the centers of influence, mm -hmm. uh, you know, other people who can, uh, can, can make referrals that, you know, that, that play in the same sandbox, with the types of people you're trying to meet and could potentially make referrals because maybe you don't know anyone, but you know, someone who knows people in the market that I'm trying to reach or, or, or someone is trying to reach. And I think an important clarification with what you just said, the importance of no like, and trust, because you can ask for a referral. I'm looking for this type of business to be a client because you understand my services as opposed to maybe not doing it at a first time call. Cause right. a lot of networking events I'll go to, if it's smaller, more intimate, oftentimes they'll have people stand up and give their air quotes, elevator pitch. And it's like, even if you're the best marketer in the world, if I just met you, I'm probably not going to open up my Rolodex or whip out a credit card to become your client. How do you balance that out? Or when do you know it's okay to ask? Well, that, I mean, that, that goes back to, you know, the, the, the safe choices and the credibility, right? So, so you have to build credibility and, and, um, I know that for, for a lot of groups, it's a, a, a give and ask mentality, right? So start by giving. And that, that's, in a lot of cases, how you can build that credibility and build that relationship is by, by you being a good relationship marketing person, relational mm -hmm. marketing, right? By you giving introductions, providing value to people in your network they're going to be more likely to then be willing to give back to you in terms of introductions and referrals. 
So, so it's, it's the take the give mentality first when, when you're building a relationship, be the first one to give an introduction, uh, you know, and, and, and build the relationship upon, upon that, right. That, that it's not just, I'm asking you to, to open up your Rolodex and introduce me to everyone, you know, but I'm willing to do the same for you. And, and I've already done it, you know, five times, right. You know, Mm -hmm. before, before you even, before I even asked you. Right. So I think that that's, that's, that's the important piece of it too. So, so yeah, you, you can't necessarily go into your first one-on-one with someone or, 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 or at a, an event where you just met someone and say, Hey, I'm looking to meet X, Y, and Z introduce me to everyone, you know, right. (laughs) It doesn't, you know, doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Uh, But, but it also, I think social media, LinkedIn, you know, has, has made relationship marketing uh, that much easier because I can see who you're connected to, who we're, I'm connected to, who our mutual contacts are, who we already know together and, and who we want to meet. Um, and, and so there's opportunities to utilize tools and resources that are, that are at our fingertips to help with, with this relational marketing as well. Well, we've covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. If someone's listening and they say, okay, you know what? This sounds good. I'm, I'm maybe they're just doing too much SEO and they want to have more relationships, leverage their network. And they're going to, the inevitable I'm busy comes up. If you were to say, just do this one thing to get started, what would you tell them to do? I'd probably do two things. One is make sure that you keep your LinkedIn profile and network up-to-date and optimized. That, that's in, in the B2B world, especially, I mean, link, LinkedIn is our online glossary, our online directory, right? And, and so anyone that you're meeting, the first thing that I do if I go to a networking event or I meet new people, I come back with a stack of cards is that is I connect with them on LinkedIn. I, I start that, that online relationship. So I take the, my, our, our offline relationship and I bring it online. So I can then engage and interact with them online when we're not together in person. Um, and that's, that's a big thing. And I know we've talked about this before too, is, uh, you know, the difference between digital marketing and marketing in a digital world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and building relationships in a digital world. We're all so used to being on our phones, being on our computer so frequently. And so, you know, getting, getting that notification of, you know, Jason's requested to connect on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I get a dozen of those a day. Right. But, but I only want those from people that I, again, that I know, like, and trust, or that I've at least had, you know, had a met and have can, can build a relationship on. I'm not looking for, for cold LinkedIn's. Uh, there's, there's some people that, that go on LinkedIn and like, I'm going to build a network of 10,000 people, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, 99% of them I've never met and, and I don't know. Right. You know, I want to keep my network close knit. I want to be able to, if someone says, Hey, I saw you're connected to so-and-so I want to be able to say yes. And, and I know them from X, Y, and Z, you know, and we've personally talked and I'm happy to connect you. Right. So, Got it. so, so keep the LinkedIn, you know, updated, keep your profile updated and connect with people. But then the second piece of that is, is engage with them, right? Um, whether that's sharing information, uh, knowledge on LinkedIn, 
um, utilizing you know LinkedIn's tools to share content. Uh, you know, be a be a creator, be a content creator. Whether you're just sharing text, sharing podcasts like this, um, whatever it may be, you know, if if you've got something good to say, say it, and and make sure that you're saying it consistently um, and frequently. So again, you can stay top of mind with these people and then utilize both online and offline resources to, to engage and re-engage those who you think are gonna be valuable within your network. Excellent, thank you so much for the time. And if people wanna find you online, what's the best way to find you? Well, of course they can find me on LinkedIn, um, <laughs> you know, or they can visit my website, which is nextplaymarketing.com. Excellent, thank you so much for the time and insights. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you having me. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.